1: Welcome back to another episode, Collaborators. On the podcast today, we have another really inspiring guest that I know many of you will really connect with the story and hopefully help you overcome some of the challenges of the last year that so many of the businesses have endured. Our guest that we are about to bring on with us had a thriving business back in the early 2000s, a business that was rooted in the real estate market. Brian Pert owned and ran a residential mortgage brokerage very similar to Keystone Alliance Mortgage that Megan and I have referenced so many times in our podcast and we have built over the past five years. Then overnight, as many of you know, in 2008, the market crashed. Banks closed down and there were many loan officers that found themselves without jobs. Businesses that were in a position that were forced to lay off so many people and reevaluate what they were going to do. Megan and I know many loan officers who went on and worked for big retail banks, laid off employees, and the list goes on. Brian did something very different than most. He changed the product of his business and what he was selling, a move that I am not sure many of us would have the guts to do, and especially overnight my favorite thing about brian is that after he switched and pivoted he did not stop there he decided he wanted to help others you won't want to miss this interview because it will inspire all of us to do more give back and really make an impact on others through our businesses
0: you know and i've shared bits and pieces of our journey on the podcast over the last you know so many episodes on why we started the podcast But, you know, I wanted to share one little thing before we bring Brian on so that all of you can understand why this podcast and our business focus started changing in 2019. Uh, You know, Andre and I shared how we went to this, you know, big bank. We we like took our small brokerage and folded it into this big retail bank, uh, pretty much putting our livelihood, everything on the line to someone else. And... It didn't work out for us. It wasn't a good decision. Mm -hmm. We ended up having to switch back with... Gosh, we had what? Like 15 employees, Dre? 15 or
1: 20.
0: We had 15 employees. And now our entire book of business is sitting at this retail bank. And it's not ours. And none of that income is ours. And we had to switch Mm -hmm. back. And I said to Andre, like, never again. Like, never again will I ever allow us to depend on one income. Never again will I allow... You know, just one thing to be what we do, we have to have multifaceted pieces to our business. And then I started learning that women have a hard time getting financing and minorities have a hard time getting financing. And it just blew my mind. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, what can we do that's somewhat like our business, but we could help these people? And I decided, you know, I'm going to check out and see if. Like, can we do business loans? Like, can we do commercial loans? I don't know if we can. I have bought commercial buildings. I've gone to our local bank. They've told me I need 25, 30% down. And it's a 15-year loan with this big payment. And, you know, that's where Brian comes in. Um, that's where I connected with Brian. And he established this business that he's going to share with us. And it's the only reason why we were able to open up Keystone Capital, the division that we're doing, and just really starting, but to be, to have someone to lean on like him is so invaluable. And we all have specialties and things that we can share with others. So today's guest is Brian. It's Brian Pert, founder and CEO of Commercial Capital LTD. It's a commercial loan brokerage firm with over 40 affiliate branch offices nationally, Keystone Capital being one of them. And it's because of Brian that we were able to open that commercial division. So Brian has established a national publishing division specifically for the mortgage industry. It's called Top Producer, and he's created a top-selling mortgage broker training manual and CDs under that same title. He's consistently lobbied for integrity in the industry and founded the Christian Mortgage Brokers Association. Mm-hmm. Brian's fr- frequently a national keynote speaker at industry functions. He's, pub- he's a published author of How to Make Six Figures in the Mortgage Business, as well as Five Steps to Buying Your Dream Home. Uh, and throughout his career Brian has closed and funded over 1 billion wow. in residential and 1 billion in commercial loans. I mean that's a lot. That's incredible. If anyone for anyone who doesn't know the industry that's a lot. <laughs> he's surveyed weekly about interest rates by Bankrate Monitor, it's just bankrate.com and he's been quoted extensively by CNBC He's a leader of the men's ministry at his local church. And he's currently he's in one of the top producing commercial brokers in the country. And you know, let's not wait any longer. I would like to bring Brian on. So Brian, are you there? Welcome to the Colab Podcast.
2: I am. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, I wanted to make sure you you heard you know, your introduction because we truly wouldn't have Keystone Capital without the program that you have, which we, I know we'll get there, right? But right. can you start by sharing a little bit about your story and how you became just a business owner, right? Sure. A, a business owner and then sure. specifically, right, that transan- that transition into the commercial side.
2: So, you know, I started this company in 1995. Um, I got into the mortgage business in 92 as a loan officer and a lot of loan officers, once they become a good producer, then start their own company. And I did the same thing. Um, but I always had this, this image in my mind, this big picture image in my mind. So, so when I started my company, I chose to go, um, and, and start recruiting salespeople immediately and growing it as big as I could grow it and, and open another branch. And, and then like you in 2000, I, I got into Jay Abraham, a, a guy who talks a lot about multiple revenue streams. And, and so I launched that publishing division and then I started a commercial division. And, um, and just,
0: so, you, and just, just got, so I understand, you started the you started the publishing while you had this residential side, right? Absolutely.
2: I had the residential up until about 06, 07, When it started getting squirrely, uh, I was getting calls from Chase about loans I'd sold them seven years prior. And they, it, it just... It didn't sit well with me. So I, and my commercial was going crazy. So I just, I closed down my residential division, you know, around 07 and, um, just went with commercial. And for a while I looked like a genius. Um, <laughs> and then, and then 08 hit and, uh, <clears throat> 08 hit commercial mortgages much harder than it did residential mortgages. I and, um, Oh, yeah, it was bad. We lost 95% of our business in three weeks. Lehman Brothers, the the big firm that went under, was the biggest buyer of of commercial mortgage backed securities. So, when they went down, the entire commercial mortgage backed securities market shut down. Um, There were no. Did I tell
0: you I actually worked for them? I worked at Lehman Brothers when did you then yeah i did so it's really
2: interesting i used to sell so many layman brothers they had a great loan product um that i'd love for them to roll out again or someone to roll out again (laughs) but but um but anyway it was uh we were we were doing really well we had 700 branches at that point i mean we were we were really
0: large wait a second Um, you had 700 branches this was in 2007 right
2: 2007 yeah
0: So you shut down residential okay Mm -hmm. you have commercial
2: got it yeah we would hold a conference in in lake lanier here at a conference thing and and lenders would be paying me to to have a booth there and and it was just for my internal people you know it was like 200 of my people would fly into georgia and we'd have this three-day conference and i'd be doing training and all this stuff layman brothers was a big you know they would paid $10,000 just to have a display and a booth and be a presenting sponsor and i mean it was crazy how big we were um it was it was and it was neat and it was fun but um it 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 didn't last <laughs> yeah <laughs> um Brian with that many brands, so, How many people did you employ at that time well i'm i'm a that model is more of a horizontal model. Um, lots of people, uh, and then and then very little, you know. So there was me. I had an assistant that I, I had a um, a net branch rep who kind of worked with the branches. I had a support person. So I really only had those three people plus, you know, my processor and 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 Mary, my my assistant. So I mean, five they were ten ninety nine
0: contract. Yeah, is ten ninety
2: nine?
0: Right. Like it was just
2: like what you guys are you guys run your own show. You pay your own bills. You don't give me anything. Um, you know, uh, you leverage, it, it's a collaboration really Setup, which is what you guys talk about. Really. Yeah. You guys are leveraging my knowledge and my lender database and sometimes my volume pricing or whatever. And, and, um, but you're running your own business. I don't babysit you. I don't call you up every day. Hey, how you feeling today? Um, <laughs> it, you guys have to be motivated and do it yourself because I'm out here actually originating, which was the pivot well, I had to make back in in 09.
0: And I was going to um, say, Brian, which that could be a whole nother episode that we could have you on, which is the residential mortgage industry, since you said you jumped out of it. We are not like commercial for anyone listening. And it's a great way to think about your businesses that you are building <clears throat> and what it takes for you to run it. So commercial, you can have people that are 1099, which is th- they run their own business. Mm-hmm. In the residential mortgage side, everyone has to be W-2, loan officers included. So it be yeah. it, it is a very big overhead intensive business versus looking at business models like you said, you have all these people, but they're ten ninety nine, right?
2: Commercial is so much freer um, because you're giving loans to businesses, and and there's LLCs. Loans aren't the borrowers are not a, a person. The borrowers are an LLC or a company. There's guarantors underneath it, maybe, but but they're not the borrower. The borrower is John Smith LLC. It's not John Smith. John Smith might just be a guarantor, um, but his company is 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 the borrower, and so because of that, it doesn't fall under RESPA and it doesn't have any 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 of that oversight. Now everybody we sell these loans to is regulated. There's regulation, but they don't they don't care as much about what we do as they do residential mortgages. And and to get a little political, it's because residential mortgages are votes. They're people. They're votes, and and so when when um 08 hit they let commercial die they they just let all those those people go but but they stepped in and bought fannie and freddie to save residential mortgages because those are voters you know and and
0: you know that's it's that's just survival of the fittest right so, um, so what happened to your business in 08 when the market crashed <laughs> i got so crushed um <laughs>
2: And well, you're laughing now
0: about it it seems oh, like yeah,
2: I made it through um you know it's it's a great lesson in the fact that um you you've got to you've got to you got to expect the best you know or uh, hope for the best but you've got to ha- expect that bad things can happen you have to have some sort of plan and I didn't I was just everything I did I just felt like there was no like even when I got out of high school 1984 Ron Reagan's the president I just felt like like everything's possible in America, right? So I, I just defeat wasn't an that wasn't something that I even comprehended. Like like i never thought that something that I had nothing to do with Lehman Brothers going under could just completely destroy my business model, and uh, so I, it just blew me away. So for a year, I tried to. to I thought this thing was going to snap right back, and and for a year, I I just I just tried to motivate all these people. I was a CEO, and and. I wasn't originating loans myself. I was a CEO and I was trying to motivate these people, but but they just couldn't make it happen. Uh, um, if if uh, if your top salesperson's closing zero loans, you don't have a sales force, you know? Wow. And so after I spent all my money um, keeping all my people employed for a year beyond when I should have and uh, everything else like that, I just looked at it and I said, I've got to change this model. And at that point, I could have gone back to to residential. I could have stayed with commercial. I chose to stay with commercial because I didn't like all the licensing and all the other crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, I changed my model. There's, there's a couple ways you can grow your business. You know, you can add new products, which is adding multiple revenue streams. You can add salespeople. Um, that's one model. That's what I had been trying to do was, was to add, add, add. Um, but you can also go deep and, and, uh, there is a model, and you'll see it with realtors a lot where you know the realtor starts marketing, they get bigger and bigger, then they have too many listings, so they bring on a listing agent, then they have too many buyers, so they bring on a buyer's agent. And soon you never even work with that realtor. You're just working with their listing and buyers agent, and they're just a the name and a face on a billboard, and 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 they're just overseeing an organization now. Everyone works within their volume, their organization. It's all of their volume. It's not all these people spread out. So um that's the that's the model that i went for and and um and i i went back to originating commercial loans and um it 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 took me a while because at the time i mean all the lenders were gone so who's actually lending still and i had to build both the lender list of 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 lenders that were funding plus um had to keep getting loans and and i mean i tried i sent out resumes i tried to get out of the business i i i uh <laughs> I, I tried to get jobs somewhere else. I, I wanted to preach. I, I tried. I sent out resumes, churches. I mean, everything. And uh, God would not open any other door. Everything was closed to me, and he would he would always bring in just enough closings on my commercial side to pay my bills, but never enough to where I felt successful. Right. And uh, I think at one point or that, another, we've all tried
1: to get out of the business and. We just keep getting stuck back in.
0: In any business. I think but owning a business, running a business is hard. Like, it's not well, easy. And I a, think,
2: it is. It and there's is. a You're minutes. absolutely right.
0: And people post all the, you know, great months and we awesome this. But like, that's also a reason we do this podcast because Andre and I and you're sharing, which is wonderful for people to hear. It sucks sometimes and it's hard and it is not easy.
1: Yeah it's definitely not easy. Brian, how
2: difficult was me? So you're that kind of podcast Okay.
0: <laughs> no, 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 because... <laughs> Telling
2: no. the truth the way it is. <laughs> you know, that's good. Um, yeah, you're right. It It is tough. And, and, you know, I see people now wanting to start their own business of franchises and stuff. And, and that can be great if if, if you're whatever, but, but uh, they'll sometimes be talking to me and they'll be like, yeah, I want to find a replacement for my job. And I'm like, you, you can't think like you're going to start a business and get a salary. That's the wrong mindset, man. You got to commit to it, you know? Um, and so really I, I went back for a, a while. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. Pay, right? It was, it was, it was tough. Um, it took me about seven years before I got back to where I felt like I I was thriving again, it, a good seven years from 2016 maybe even the beginning of 2017 and during that whole time I'm fighting off creditors, I'm paying bills, I'm trying to handle stuff then I ended up in a divorce so so I I I it, there was so much going on and uh the thing is is you know there's that song if it doesn't kill you it makes you stronger which is quirky <laughs> but the truth is there is there is you do learn a lot in those struggles and you do learn how to how to do things and 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 you grow and um, you grow more in the valleys than you do on peaks. And so all of it's the blessing in the end, the man I am today is a significantly different man than I was in 07. In, in 07, I was really arrogant, cocky. And um, I really was because I just thought I couldn't, you know, of course I'm going to win. Uh, it, it, it was that kind of thought process. And, uh, and, and it's just not, it's not real. Um, you know, now uh, you know, I, I'm just, I'm doing better now financially, you know, income wise today. Um, I'm in a great week this week, but, but I'm doing better <laughs> um, financially now than back then. But, but I don't think I'm, and I'm, I'm actually probably number one, as far as the number of loans closed. Like I've closed five loans just this week in commercial, which That's is huge. a lot. Yeah. it's, a lot. it's a lot. And so, and so, um, you know, I'm doing really good now, but, but I understand that that it's it, i'm just doing what i'm supposed to be doing and it, it's just a it, it i'm not it's not all i'm not all that i'm just a, a little bit better than everybody at, at this thing and this thing and, and because i've pushed it for a long enough time i'm now you know i'm now in this position and then the net branch thing allows you guys to leverage all that knowledge and so you can ask me where to go and i would tell you what i would do and then you just you just do that um
0: if, if and I, I wrote this um, down too about it because I wanted to, you to dig in a little further into the the net branch and what it does. And I wrote this down, Brian, because um, I thought of you. And, you know, if you want to make a difference in the world to fight for something bigger than yourself and prove to others that, yes, one person can make a difference, you're in for one of the hardest battles of your life, but it's also the most rewarding. And mm-hmm. because, okay, you can do something for yourself, but even as you've built back up, you know, can you tell us about or tell the listeners about your training program that that you've created like what what does it do if somebody wants to get into commercial lending how does it help others
2: sure um so we all have different strengths okay we all have strengths and weaknesses and and um there's certain things that i'm i'm good at and then there's certain things that that Historically, now I know I'm not good at like, like I'm not good at recruiting and training and, and, uh, people. I can motivate people. Um, I'm good at that, but I can't, um, I'm not great at hiring. I, I have, I've made a lot of hiring mistakes. Um, I, I'm not great, I, I, you know, but, but I can train. I'm good at training. I'm good at explaining what I'm doing as I'm doing it. Um, and, and so. <clears throat> Part of the net branch thing is that I, I did I did customer service rep again. One of the things I thought of doing was to grow my business. Back in twenty sixteen, I thought I would hire people that would be customer service reps for me out there in the field, and 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 so that I could I could expand my business uh, quicker and faster. I'm not in that place anymore. I'm very comfortable just. Just doing each day whatever God wants me to do just that day and not worrying about the rest is such a peaceful time right now but but um, but back then I still wanted to like grow I, I, I was gaining traction and momentum and I'm like, how can I keep growing this So I hired these customer service reps and I had to train them so I brought them into Atlanta and I did a training we recorded all of that and, and I, I assume they know nothing about commercial and I take them through to to exactly what to do so that they can do what I do. And so all of that training is part of the net branch. Then every month I do conference calls for the branches. This next week's call that I'll be doing with the branches is on SBA. Some of our good SBA lenders and some of the niches and stuff and how to, how to leverage SBA, which is a big piece of the business loan puzzle right now. And, um, and so I, 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 I do those ongoing trainings. Um, but again, what I'm not good at is, 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 is overseeing people. And, 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 um, because I'm the guy, if you tell me to do this, I'll do this, and I'll do it at the time that you tell me to do it, and you don't have to check up on me, and you don't have to follow up. A lot of people need to be checked up on, mommy coddled, um, whatever. I <laughs> don't know that like that. I got well. six kids. I got six kids. That's enough mommy coddling for six me. Six kids? Um, yeah, six kids. Yeah. I got a gaggle.
0: Okay.
2: Um, <laughs> I know, right? That's I why I'm working.
0: <laughs> how, how old is your youngest i know what one of your kids works with you
2: i, I have twin 13 year olds um that's wow. my youngest wow. and then my my oldest is zach he's 23 um 23 yeah 23 um <laughs> and he and he and he works with me and um and he's uh he's he's a he's 1099 too even though he's he's because he's in sales He's not a support person. He's a, he's a, he's a sales guy. So, um, he's ten He's got his own Zachary investment LLC. And that's what I pay is, is his, his little LLC. But And he takes after um, you.
0: I mean, he does some of those trainings I've seen on there and he is a hustler. And you know, like it's just amazing. I'm sure to see one of your kids like just it, going out there and doing it.
2: He gives me a lot of joy. Um, The, uh, I'd say of all my kids and and the rest of them hopefully won't see this podcast, but Zach, I've had the best, like Zach was, you know, when he was eight, nine, I was still married to his mom and, and, uh, and we still had a family and, and, uh, it was just that time when, when a boy hits eight or nine, he just wants to hang out with dad. If I'm going to home Depot, if I'm doing this, if I'm doing that, he wants to hang out with me. And he was just my little buddy. And it was such a fun experience. It was, it was, it was the best, you know? Okay. And, so, and so I have all that background with him, you know, when he comes in here. So it's, it's um, you know, I, I have to get on him sometimes. But, but um, overall, he, he's a real good kid. I feel blessed um, in that regard, Not, you know? And, and, and all my kids are pretty good. Um, but it's a <laughs> challenge, man. Every one of them's different. Every one of them, you know, is it's got a different personality and, and different triggers and, and um, man, they work. you. Yeah. they'll <laughs> yeah. work. Yeah. Kids will, kids will work. You know,
0: Brian, you want it an, easy, like, life. It you want like an easy life. You want an easy life. Don't have kids. And you, I agree. Uh, Andre me. and I, had I have this nine. conversation
1: all Megan the time. Megan has four, so I, I'll just. You got uh, one. I don't have Andre, any. Andre, you got one. Oh, I don't you don't have any. any. Megan has four, oh, and man. I think that's enough. In the mortgage family, yeah,
2: it's, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's been, oh yeah, it's been it's been force planning. I tell people, listen, with two you can go man on man, but once you get to three or more, now you got to play zone with these kids. They outnumber That's you, right? right. And you, yeah, and it changes the dynamic again. You got to pivot, but you do learn and grow from it. And uh, I learn a lot of spiritual concepts from it, and and you yeah. get to see a lot of things. Um, you get to see a lot of things from God's perspective, you know. One, one of the dumbest prayers I ever did way back when I first got saved was was to, uh I asked God, I wanted to, to be a man after his own heart, like you said of David. Well, to know what it's like to feel God's pain, you got to go through people stabbing you in the back, you got to go through people, yeah, you know, so uh, attacking you. You've got to go through all these yeah. negative things to really get what it's like to be God, the creator God who created all of us, and then have two-thirds of his people say he doesn't exist. I mean, that's just like, that's got to be like tough, you know? So, yeah, um, Yeah. You know, I mean, he's God, he can handle it, but still. <laughs> it's, it like, hard. It, it's
0: hard. It's hard. It's the story of, <laughs> honestly, like when you grow up, but like you said, I, I was in the same way. I my parents told me I could do anything. I did do anything. I got a full athletic scholarship. I went and worked in Manhattan for Ernst & Young, Lehman Brothers. Like I was on top of the world and I never realized that life could throw such curveballs at you and people could be as cruel as they were. Yeah. And I don't think they did it to, I don't think they people necessarily see it as they're doing it to you. It's just people are inherently can be selfish and they want the things that they want in life. And so they'll make decisions. And I think that's what's important as business owners, not just, you know, and that's how I found Andre was in a time where I needed someone because I had a 12 week old, had to restart my business, was, you know, deceived. And so one of the most important, important pieces that we've talked about in the podcast is, you know, just having other people, having mentors and, Mm -hmm. and, yeah and people agreed and brian it sounds like you've been a mentor to your son and
1: earlier back on you also talked about collaborating which is you know what the podcast is about so for you you know who's been a mentor to you um in order to get to this point who are some of your mentors and also you know what skills are needed um in today's technological world to survive in in this commercial lending world
2: (laughs) all right so i'll take the first one the um The mentor thing you know i just lost my um my my mentor to COVID actually a few months back um which is you know a bummer but i tend to i tend to look for mentors more um that are that are spirit more spiritually mature or further down the road um because i think i you know there's going to be day when we die and this these earthly bodies are gone the spirit is really the 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 heart of the matter um not all this stuff that the world is trying to get us sidetracked on and and, and it pays to sometimes get away and, and get away from the noise if if you can't like i don't connect my email to my cell phone i won't do it and, no, and i know that's that's you don't, that's you don't do what
0: yeah you i don't that?
2: have my email <laughs> going. my email does not go to my cell phone like if you email oh me at ten at gosh. night, it's going to sit in my inbox until I wait, wait, come in the next morning. And it's because once I leave work, I've always believed once I leave work, I'm done. And, and I don't know about you, but when I, when I see an email... Then it, there's some where it's got to be answered right Absolutely. because there's this thing so so if, if I'm connected, then at nine o'clock if I get an email i I'm, I'm working and and I can't do that um it's not a, it's not important enough for me um, and so okay. I don't do that. I know that that's counter to what a lot of people teach and train, and you've got to be always available to your customers but but no. I just i don't you don't have to engineer your you can you can the beauty of self-employment is you can craft a business. That works around you and, and, yeah. and you have the right to do that and to be true to yourself, however you craft it. So for me, you know, I come in early, I'll leave at 530 and I'm done. I'm, I'm going to eat dinner and then I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm done working until I pick back up again the next morning. Um, and, and, and if that loses me a deal here or there, I've not found that to be the case. Um yeah. But if it did, I'm willing to accept that downside for whatever, because the money's not as important as whatever. Um, so for me, my morning, I wake up and I, I open the Bible and and I go through that, and that's my biggest mentor. It's not a person; it's a it's the the thing. And I and that's where I'm getting my what I'm supposed to do that day. And um, you know, two weeks, uh, I can't share that story, but there's. Um, I get amazing insights from that. And then as far as business mentors, you know, early on, um, Jay Abraham was someone I I would listen to because he had a really incredible thought process about how to break down your business and and the multiple revenue streams and all that. I've always been a big self-help guy. Um, But uh, I just, I just tend to, Everyone, I can learn something from almost everybody. Um, I think mentors I've stuck with spiritual, but 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 outside of that, I think I'm always learning. Like I've learned something today about Megan, and and uh, you know, it, it, it's neat to this just goes to your collaboration thing. It's neat to just share with other people. Um, I probably could do that more actually, um, you know. And so I'm, I'll, I'll get things, and then something will move me. Hey man, I need to do a little bit more of that. So then I'll start doing a little bit more of that, you know. And and that's just kind of kind of how I'm I'm navigating through it right now. Um, As far as technology, (laughs) I think... um, That was a tip, actually.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm definitely going to steal that tip, Brian, about the email. Um, And I love what you said about building a business um, because you can build a business especially in this business any way that you want to whether you want to focus on commercial or residential or va loans or any if you business. don't want to answer your you know your phone or your email after 5 you're absolutely correct i think that in today's day and age people talk too much about you know working 12 hours a day megan and i both did it for so long because we got sucked into that right that's what people told us yeah. you want to build a business you've got to work 12 hours a day for years and years you know and coming now na- coming now down the road we've realized you know we can stop working at 5:30 or 6 if we want to if we lose a deal here and there you know what that's okay there's going to be another deal you know coming down the pike um, because we're spending more time with our family or our friends or you know doing what right. we're supposed to be doing so that's i really love that tip Brian also you know no, you've thanks. built a few businesses um, and for our listeners here, what would you say is the most important skills or characteristics for anyone wanting to start a business? You know you've built the residential side, you've built the commercial side. Um, so why don't you give our listeners some tips on what do you think are some of the most important characteristics or skills to open up a business?
2: Okay. so I'll finish though on the on the technology piece that, that, that um, I think technology we have to we have to understand that technology, if, if things are engineered well like Amazon blows me away that I can order something today <laughs> tomorrow, and I just, yeah it's engineered properly right so that's good technology but but <clears throat> if technology um, keeps you from I think what's happening now is people don't dialogue they don't they don't know how to communicate um, yeah. th- they can almost hide behind technology you can set up your customer service, uh, stuff where you, you, you preset these emails go out in a chain and that's good. Make a call sometimes in between that chain, you know, on your, on your Salesforce or whatever, so that you're touching base with the client because if you don't, um, if technology keeps you from your client, then it's, then it's, then it's not good. And, it, and if it keeps you from living life, then it's not good. These young people today are so into TikTok. They're watching everybody else live life. And I'm like, you know, stop. But, um, but, but, but there's technology that can bring you closer to, to your people. And then that's a good thing, you know? Um, so this is good what we're doing here. Um, so we just have to make sure that technology isn't the end all be all because technology should be the servant of us to help make our lives better or whatever. It shouldn't be running our lives, which is uh, when you give it too much power, you know, spend too much hours on facebook spend too much hours on social media it can get you distracted from what you're called to do and why you're here as far as starting a business to answer that question um i think anybody can go into a business today it's really an amazing time we're in um there's franchises for everything if you like Plunging toilets, there's toilet franchise, there's, you know, plumbing franchises, there's, you know, whatever you like to do, horseback riding, whatever, there's a franchise that 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 does that. So so there's nothing limiting you um necessarily. But what you have to understand is, um, yes, we have the freedom to stop work at five thirty if we decide to structure our business that way. But the cost of that is you have to work really hard um during that time. People, people think that they have, I don't want them to get the wrong idea about self-employment or starting your own business. It's really hard work and you will be tested immediately in your area of biggest weakness. So if you are weak at delegating, it's going to come out quickly and you're going to have to get better at it or hire someone who's better at it, or, or you're going to have to overcome lots of weaknesses that you didn't know you had because you were in a job and it didn't matter. Now you're in your, and everything you do matters. And so you just have to, there's a higher accountability. There's a higher standard. There's there's more internal stuff that you have to go through to learn to become a better person. Um, and, and, and the payoff for that is you do have freedom. But until you get to that point, you don't. You have to work harder to overcome all those things, you know, and engineer a business that, that kind of works. So you got to be committed. Um, you got to have a passion for it, and you don't have to necessarily have a passion for the business. I, I don't love commercial mortgage brokering. I, I really don't. I, I, I mean, I'd rather be preaching uh, in, in a you know somewhere. But but this is where 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 I am, and and what I do adds value. Um, I help every loan I close for a small business startup. That's another twenty jobs you know that are being created that didn't exist before my closing happened. You know so. So I'm, 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 I'm creating things that, that, that matter. So, so that's neat, but, but you got to be passionate about being self-employed and, and, understand and getting better and understanding that, that you, you've got to improve. If you're going to improve your sales, you got to improve you and you got to improve, you know, your time management. You got to get better at that because if you're weak at time management, you're going to be overwhelmed in the first two weeks of starting your business. If you're weak at delegating, you know, you're going to find you, you can't, you have to get better at it, and and so your weaknesses will be overcome, and you got to be committed to it to working hard. And um, but other than that, I mean, if you're good at, at widgets, you can you can do a business business around widgets. You know, if you're if you're good at at um, and and I tell people, even within the commercial mortgage business, you can focus on groups like small businesses and do SBA loans. You can focus on commercial real estate investors. You can focus on different things. I do all of those. But then you can also decide how you 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 sell. You know, so if you're good on one-to-one meetings, then you can schedule your sales calls around lunch meetings and meeting for coffees and 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 that type of stuff. If you're good in a in a, a seminar environment, you could you could run ads and, and do seminars on you know how to start your own business. Um, and I've done all of these different things and and
0: and tried them. And, and um, but you know what you know, the key is, Brian, if you well, I loved what you. There's one thing you said um, that I love that I want to make sure I point out because I think I've even do- said this before in the podcast as we're you know kind of wrapping up here is you said something like okay I don't love like commercial mortgages but and Andre and I have said this to our entire team mm-hmm. of of we have W two employees like. Nobody lives for a job. Nobody lives for a business, a company. Like it's it's it literally a vehicle that can give you the opportunities to try and do and impact people through all, like just like what you talked about by what, you know, seminars, webinars, helping other businesses, giving back in your community. It is a tool to get you to the things Absolutely. that are meaningful. So and I, that's funny. what Absolutely. I love. I was thinking the same. Be again. passionate yeah. about
1: we we, we talk about it's it's more than just a mortgage, right? We feed a title company, we feed an insurance agent, we feed real estate agents. We get people into homes. We build generational wealth. It's not just a mortgage, you know. We try to get people to look at the much bigger picture than okay, well, we just closed the loan. Okay, well, we impacted a bunch of people as well, right?
0: Yeah, and and we're gonna have to have you back on, Brian, because I do think that I got a you lot of great, great nuggets at, for, from yeah.
1: you today, Brian. You are inspirational. I really think good here
0: am <laughs> sorry. People should hear what you have to say because I yeah. think you had a lot of key points. So we'll have to t- we'll have to touch back again. And I hope you enjoyed coming on and sharing. Mind. And can yeah. you uh, can you um. tell the people listening where they could come and even check you out? Look at what you've got going on. Where can they find you?
2: So, um, man, I could just keep talking like this for a while. This is <laughs> this is fun. So I, I, is, I'll, I'll gladly come back anytime you want. Um, so our website is Commercial Capital ltd.com. Um, and, and, and there you can find out about our loans and stuff like that. Then there was a link I sent you to the net branch, you know, yeah. that, that can show them all of what's going on. So I don't know how you share that with them or, or whatever, but, um,
0: we will put it in the show notes. Um, and for anyone listening who, if you don't have a business yet, uh, a commercial loan brokerage is actually a great business that, uh, you could look into. It doesn't require mm-hmm. any degrees. It doesn't, it doesn't even, uh, you don't need the licensing on the, like you do on the residential side, which I think is crazy, but yeah. because, but it's one of the best teachers of business. So Brian would be, you know, if if you're trying to figure out where you want to go in life, um, we'll put the links in there so that you can connect with Brian. Uh, But more than anything, we wanted you to hear, you know, someone else's story who, you know, it's not always easy, but it's always worth it. And it's what you make of it. And I think, Brian, that you've been a great example of that. And I hear you on your webinars. And so we appreciate you. um, And I hope that everyone listening to the CoLab, you know, I'm sure they really got something out of this. So uh, thank you for joining us today. Hey, collaborators. I just wanted to say, I appreciate any and all of you out there who have joined Andre and I on this journey and sharing just the lessons and the people we've met along the way. And it would mean the world to us if you would hit that subscribe button, leave us a review and more than anything, getting some feedback from any of you that are starting a business if you have a business and you have questions or needs or a specialty you wanna share, You can reach out to us on our website at thecolablife.com and our Instagram handle as well, The Colab Life. You can also find us on Facebook or YouTube at The Colab. And you can email us at hello at thecolablife.com. Thanks again for joining us and stay tuned next week.